Oberholzer. Good afternoon to you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, are you happy with uh, Umalusi's decision? Absolutely. We really are very pleased that they've um, done all the quality assurance checks that they do and have declared that the exam was fair and the results are credible. How many learners in how many schools set for the IB exam? Uh, there's just over 11,000 learners, 11,022, I think, to be exact, um, and across 237 centres uh, where the exam was written. 98.3% pass rate is the marker to beat. Uh, do you think that uh, you're going to uh, do better than that? Well, we can always hope so. Um, I'm confident that I've, I just heard the end of Dr. Rakamitsi's uh, interview around the curriculum. And I think I agree with him that the curriculum is bedding itself down. Teachers are more familiar with it. And as soon as that happens, you can see an increase in the results, uh, simply because the teachers and the learners have had uh, time to work with that curriculum. Elaborate uh, a little bit about uh, that issue of the curriculum, because uh, uh, some of us would think that uh, when it's introduced, then you would have empowered the teachers to be able uh, to uh, learn the methodology and be able to uh, uh, pass that on to the learners. Yeah. Look, a new curriculum, it's, it's, if you're a math teacher, you obviously know your mathematics. Um, and the curriculum, all the curriculum does is package the mathematics in a way uh, for, for you as a teacher to, to present it to learners. So in many ways, for a, for a well-qualified, experienced teacher, a new curriculum is like driving a new car. So there's a bit of time to settle down and understand how certain things um, fit in in the new car, in much the same way with the curriculum, it's adjusting to the slight differences. Um, but after all, mathematics is mathematics. You know, it doesn't change. Uh, what changes in the curriculum are the emphases, perhaps, and the order in which you might teach something. Which begs the question then, why does the IEB do so well? What is the secret? Um, yeah, look, I mean, there's some state schools that do exceptionally well as well. So it's not just the IEB. I think it's all it's at school level where we see good performances. So if we want to, to unpack why why um, some schools have good performances, I think there's three key issues. The one is that you've got learners who are keen to learn. They've gone to school for the sole purpose of learning um, and improving the education level. The second thing is the teachers. Um, you, you know, the age-old story is that the teacher is born. Uh, they, they know how to engage with learners. They know their work, and they're dedicated to improving the, the level of performance. The third, the third aspect, I think, which is often underrated is the interaction with parents. Um, inevitably, if you look at a child who succeeds well at school, behind them is sitting a, a parent, parent or a parent who has taken a keen interest in that child's development, spoken to them as a, when they're little babies, talking to them, uh, improving their language, encouraging them to talk. Uh, even playing games in the car, you know, how many red cars can you see uh, as you're driving along and things like that would keep the brain or stimulate the brain of the child. And the role of the parent to the child in education is critically important. Now, there is a perception that the IEB exams are somewhat harder than the National Senior Certificate. Is there any truth to that? Well, there's always perceptions. People will always... Uh, 
one, one set of people will say it is, other people will say it isn't. The, the reality is that the IB exam is based on the, the CAPS curriculum. So the curriculum coverage is, is identical to, to anybody who offers the NEC. Um, and Umalusi provides the quality assurance systems, and those are applied equally across all examining boards. Uh, so in terms, of, in terms of the system, the system ensures uh, comparability at the level of the curriculum and also in the quality assurance of the examination processes. Um, it- in our interview with the CEO of Umalusi, we did touch on a little bit about uh, exam cheating, uh, which has become uh, an issue in the country. Have your centres encountered any incidents? We've been very fortunate that we haven't had anything um, major. You'll get the odd child who will put crib notes into the exam. The latest one is the technology with a cell phone or a smartwatch with information on it which they shouldn't have with them in the exam room. But it's it's um, isolated incidents with individual learners rather than a kind of systemic uh, group copying or anything of that nature. We've been very fortunate. Um, yeah, we use an electronic locking system to keep the exam material safe. So the chances of a, of a paper being leaked at, at a, at a centre level is... is, uh, is I would go as far as to say almost no. You do mention that uh, there are some isolated cases here and there. How do you ensure that no cheating takes place at your centres? Yeah, we have um, we have a very strict training system for the invigilators so that they know what to look for, and we have a substantial monitoring system uh, with people visiting the schools during the exams while they're being written. During marking, these, uh, the, the markers are trained to be vigilant, to look for copying, um, particularly within a centre within school. Uh, so so we've, we've done all we can to try and prevent it from happening. Um, and then we've also sharpened our, our ability to detect once it has happened. And then obviously, I think for me, the most important thing is to deal firmly uh, and decisively with, with uh, cheats so that it sets a precedent and others who think about it will think twice before they do it um, because of the likelihood that they're going to get caught and if they get caught that they will, they will be duly punished. Just finally, more and more parents are sending their children to independent schools in an attempt to get them a better quality education and also informed by the percentage pass rate. But we find that there are many fly-by-night institutions. What advice would you give to parents who want to take their kids to private and independent schools? What should they check out for? I'm really pleased that you asked that question because it really is... Uh, a problem when pe- people pay money for, for a service of education for their children only to find that it's a fly-by-night or that there aren't any qualified teachers or so on. My advice to parents is, is to do their homework thoroughly before they enroll a child at a private school. They must first of all find out whether that school is actually registered with the Department of Education. No school may operate without being registered and uh, the prospective parents must, must ask the school for their registration certificate. The second thing is that if the school is offering grade 12 uh, an NEC exam, they have to be accredited by Umalusi. So they must check with the school if they want to see the Umalusi accreditation 
or the letter from OLC that indicates that they have actually applied for their accreditation. Well, and finally, I would say that there's, there's a number of um, associations that independent schools belong to, and that's often a, 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 a very important safety net for parents because if the school is a member of a, a well-known association like uh, the Independent Schools Association of South Africa or the Association of Christian Schools International, um, there's a number of uh, Catholic Institute, the Anglican Methodists, those, uh, uh, Muslim schools, Jewish schools, all belong to particular um, associations, and that is a very good um, protection for the parents. So basically, um, and uh, you have to do your homework, Anne Oberholzer, the Chief Executive Officer of the Independent Examinations Board, thank you for joining us. It was my pleasure. Thank you. SABC brings you AFCON 2017 live from Gabon on SABC.